y'all. Welcome to Heath and Hunter Work Shoot episode three. It's been quite a ride on uh, on Twitter. We're, we're blowing up, interacting with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, this week it's it was more uh, instead of just likes and retweets. We also got some like comments back and forth from multiple fans this time, and it's been great seeing everyone's opinions and thoughts on the same subject. Whether they agree with us, disagree, have other thoughts of where it could go, it's been been very interesting. And that just really helps us out overall because it, it expands our brand. But then we, I mean, we're all one big community, so we want to expose you guys too. And now that we're starting to get up in followers, if you interact with us, we're going to interact back, and uh, whatever you say to us will be seen by uh, almost yeah. four hundred people now. Yeah. So uh, keep doing that. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm Hunter, and that's Heath. Uh, I do a lot of tweets on Monday night, so yeah. I, I'm the one that does the Monday night review. And I do a lot of tweets on Tuesday night, so I'm the one who does the SmackDown review. So we're going to jump right into the Raw review. Uh, it opened with Chris Jericho looking for his list, and it, it, was, it was funny, I thought. Uh, it's a good little segment. Uh, of course, Seth Rollins had it. I think Chris Jericho is delivering some of the best work of his career right now, honestly. It, Especially character work. It's just you... When you look at his character now, it's like he went from kind of being a serious heel to kind of now he's like the, he's a jokey, funny kind of heel, but it works for him. Yeah, because I think like he's the a fan, funny dad. That everyone the fan the fans wanted him yeah. to be that, and like he be, he became what the fans wanted, which just shows how versatile like he is as a character and as a, like just a talent overall. Once again, my, my only real issue with the uh, with opening up with Chris Jericho and, and being against Seth Rollins is that. Kevin Owens had a feud it's not about him whatsoever. Like it's so it's so obvious that Kevin Owens is just a uh, an interim title holder to mm-hmm. get even over to Seth Rollins or, or Roman Reigns, and it's really sad because Kevin Owens is a great worker, uh, character work and in ring. So I don't really like how it's it's either about Stephanie or it's about Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho. And of course, I mean the the triple turn at the end of the show uh, kind of rectified that a little bit, but uh, we'll get to that later, of course. After that, it was one of the most shocking results of the night. Enzo Mori going over Carl Anderson. Uncleanly. You had, you had Big Cass kick Carl Anderson while the ref wasn't looking. Why? Why, why is your, your, your mega face tag team cheating? And against, especially over against Gallows and Anderson, a team that really needs a win because they can't beat anyone. Like we, we said on we said on the show so many times, putting with uh, putting Gallows and Anderson with AJ Styles was an awful idea. Like it sounded cool to begin with because everyone wanted the Bullet Club and WWE, but it it's really ruined their run. Wouldn't you say? I would have to agree, only because it's just they can exist without AJ. You just have to, you know. It's kind of tending, I feel like Gallows and Anderson are the same thing as Bray. In between pay per views, their their promo work and their feud work is great, but. When it comes down to what do you do for me on Sundays and you lose every single time, why would I care? Why do I buy into you anymore? Because you're doing about losing. I wouldn't really say their character work's been great. I think they've been... Uh, what have you liked about their character work? I, I hate it, some I hate of it the, when they were doctors. Uh, I hate it when they were retirement specialists. The doctors one was okay. The retirement specialist was like, okay, they went too far with this. I really want to know who backstage and creative said, guys, I have a great idea. Let's take these two badasses and make them comedy doctors with a the old day gimmick and it's just like come on yeah come on how stupid do you think we are come on I mean if Gall- if I did not have previous knowledge of Gallows and Anderson I would not be a fan I doubt anyone else would be because to me the character work's been shoddy I, I haven't really enjoyed it that much um, I-, I love them in ring they're such a great tag team but um, their character work just hasn't really done it for me and that, a lot of that would be because of the booking but it, it, it's kind of their their issue too, but I think that all goes back to what I've been saying. 
putting them with AJ Styles set them up for failure. So uh, we'll we'll get more into that when we do our Hell in a Cell predictions later on in the show. Um, after that, it was Rusev's heel promo, which really was more like a face promo, because Rusev said, Roman, you insulted my family, you insulted my wife, which is all true. So I don't really understand how he's supposed to be a heel when Roman's been the one acting like a heel. And In, Unless they're set up for a potential uh, double turn. Which I would love. I would love a double turn. Yeah. I think Roman, Roman's been kind of leaning more heel lately. Rusev's been kind of leaning more like a little bit of... Kind of like a face uh, ish kind of. Um, I mean, I know Roman's done nothing but it's like attack. He's insulted Rusev. He's insulted Lon, who Lon is just Lon is just there being a go good manager. The, if we go back to the beginning of this feud, it all started because Roman interrupted Rusev and Lana's wedding celebration. So, so that kind of set Roman up for a failure. If you really wanted him to be delivered as a face, oh no, that's that's how you deliver faces. Yeah, that's and face work. Right I mean, there. me and you, we were talking about this actually earlier on the week, not not on the podcast, but Roman's Roman's done fine. But he has been booked so bad. Like you want you want him to be book you you want him to be a face, but you're not booking him as a face. And I don't know if that's not Roman. Maybe Roman doesn't know how to act like a face. But if that's the case, then just make him a heel. Let him be what he which, needs to be. Which I feel like I mean earlier this week, uh, people at What Culture did a Simon Miller did a pro did a thing about why Roman shouldn't be hated. It really got me thinking. I was thinking back about this year. Roman's in about three or four of my top ten matches from the year. He'd just been amazing. His and work's a- been fine. Him and AJ was phenomenal. Him and Seth were good. Like, he tried to make that match with Triple H at WrestleMania good. It's just the booking, it's like, if you're going to book him to be a face, do a good job booking him to be a face. He can't be a face with heel actions. Yeah, exactly. He's he's not like a, that stone-cold kind of face. He isn't. Yeah. Um, after that, Sheamus Cesaro defeated New Day. Okay. 50-50 booking. Uh, 50-50 booking. You believe that Seamus Cesaro is going to win this Sunday, which is crazy because it's so obvious that they're going to that New Day is going to be their long-running tag team top champions of all time. So I don't agree with you at all there. But uh, it was a fine match. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird giving Seamus the pin. Uh, I thought maybe Cesaro would get it more. Um, but you, you know how they feel about Seamus. After that, it was... Uh, wow. Some say the, the worst segment so far this year, second maybe only to the old day, was Dana Brooke and Bailey arm wrestling. Okay, so let's set this up. Dana Brooke challenged Bailey to an arm wrestling contest. Bailey's still still uh, nursing an injury. So of course Dana Brooke dominates the first one with, with I believe the right arm. So Dana Brooke easily wins it, as she should. I mean, look at Dana Brooke, look at Bailey. The difference in physiques, I mean, obviously. Then the second one, of course, some, for some reason, people's still trying to get Bailey over as a face, even though she's already over. So they're like, okay, well, she's going to fight the odds, and she's going to win this arm wrestling contest. And she almost does. Dana, Dana punches her in the face. Bailey delivers a Bailey to Bailey suplex, and the crowd throughout the whole thing, chanting, this is awful. Um, the crowd is what you got to judge your segments on, because apparently... As what we'll discuss probably later on in your recap, crowd determines a lot of what goes on backstage during a live show. And uh, it's it's sad. Like Dana's been fine. Like 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 we said last week, Dana's delivered. She's been she's been the fourth woman on Raw, and she did a fine job of that. But setting her up like this, where you know, be, because of because of how over Bailey is, when you set her up with Dana and the segment fails, everyone's going to blame Dana. 
no one's gonna bait Bailey. And that's why everyone's saying like, oh, Dana sucks like this. Bailey's in it too, but no one's gonna blame Bailey because she she's the most over baby face in the company. And it's like when I when I look at Dana Brooke, there's only really one person I think on both SmackDown and Raw roster compared to that's Alexa because they both came into main roster like they're kind of too green to be on the main roster. They're not really you no, know, they didn't show off the most impressive work in NXT. Then all of a sudden they get called up. And it's like you see Dana sitting here and like yeah she's been the fourth woman but she hasn't been the greatest at it and Alexa is arguably the best what is I'm gonna go ahead and say because I think based on what I've seen the past month and a half of work Alexa might be the best work, like overall character right now in the women's division just from pure promos in the ring work like she's killed it like she's everything they've given her she's killed it all I could probably deal with that she's um, got a she's got a feud over with Becky completely by herself yeah without a doubt but. uh so that was really sad that everyone blamed Dana. I don't want to be a Dana Brooke defender because, like, whatever, I don't care about her. But but when you set her up with Bailey and the segment fails, it's just gonna. It's always gonna be to, de- to the detriment of Dana Brooke. No one's ever gonna blame Bla- Bailey. Um, Bo Dallas beat Kurz Axel, which uh, for, further increases our uh, our theory, our Heath Hunter worker shoot theory. Of a baby face will never win a match in their hometown. Sorry, Becky, but you're losing in two weeks. Um, Curse Axe was in his hometown, and Bo Dallas goes over. That's fine. Uh, Baby faces do I not s- win in the hometown. I still think it's kind of weird that Bo Dallas is getting pushed after getting a DWI, but what? Not DWI, a drunken, drunken, uh, disorderly. But whatever, that's fine. Um, then, then was Romo's video package. Roman's gonna struggle. With a camera in front of his face, it is just true. Like, like when we gave Roman our pop props, like uh, I like Roman. He's fine. He's good. he's great in ring. Um, he's not the, he's not the best technical wrestler, but he's good in ring if that makes sense. So, but when when you when you put a camera in front of his face and he has to deliver uh, a face promo, especially when he's in this whole story really hasn't been a face at all, it's gonna it's gonna come off as awkward and stale. Also, so, I I feel like Roman Roman in backstage interviews. Or interviews like pre-taped with like him and Michael Cole or anything, he's worse than he is live in front of a in front of a live crowd. Like in front of a live crowd, he can do some pretty good work. But I don't think I've ever seen a single Roman Reigns video of him doing a backstage interview or an interview uh, with Michael Cole or something where it's been solid. It's been good. It's always awkward. Like he doesn't know what he, he doesn't really seem to fit in right there when he's standing yeah, around. Yeah, definitely. Um. So after Roman promo. There was a uh, Goldust, uh, R-Truth, Mark Henry against Shining Stars. I'm not even going to mention that, whatever. Um, then was a Women's Championship uh, signing for, for their match at Hell in a Cell. Love me some contract signings. Where, where hashtag, I, I was on fire on my hashtag Nick Foley's a dumbass on Twitter. I almost got it trending by myself. Mick Foley comes out and he delivers a, a it's a fine promo like you can definitely tell that that there's emotion behind it he's doing okay but then he says ah, do you see what's happened to me I can barely get up and I'm not I'm not gonna let you guys fight in this match Mick you were the one that scheduled this match in the first place like it wasn't them coming to you and saying and Sa- Sasha did say she won this match, but you were the one pushing for it. So why are you all of a sudden going to be like, oh, I'm not going to let it. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You were the one that scheduled it. How does that make any sense, Heath? It it, it just goes to show Raw, with their authority figures, has no idea what they're doing. Like, 
one, 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 one week Steph's face, next week she's yeah. heel, one week mixed face, one week mixed heel. It's just like, what are you doing? Just, they, they they get too involved. I just they get way too involved. I just can't stand McFoley, honestly, right now. Um, well, whether it be him on Twitter with, with the whole Summer Rae thing, which went on last week, whether it be his, his character work. His character work's been fine, but he doesn't make any sense as a general manager. The whole reason they made him a general manager was to try to get uh, Holy Foley over, which was possibly the worst show on WWE Network. Hashtag bring back Camp WWE. Bring back Edge and Christian, this totally, the show that totally reeks of awesomeness. I loved that. I literally waited every Monday night after all to watch that show. Um, so that was the whole reason he was general manager, what was to, to pump up Holy Foley. But when Holy, Holy Foley flopped, there's no point in him being there anymore. Seth's fine as a... I mean, I don't like Seth, uh, Steph as an authority figure, but she can be the heel that Raw, Raw needs. They, they don't need Mick Foley coming and being like... Uh, uh, do you see my ear? My my ear's gone. Uh, Steph, I knew you. I knew when you were a little kid, and I I knew you'd be up to things. What are you becoming? You're not the little girl I used my, my to know. My favorite part of the promo was Charlotte. I've known you since you were a little girl. And Sasha, my kids have a signed Eddie Guerrero photo that I know you would have loved. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And Sasha, you're continuing on Eddie Carrero's uh, legacy. And How? Sorry, like this is Sasha's the only person who's like they make who her favorite wrestler was growing up. It's like this is your only connection to WWE. You have no other connections, nothing. So once again, hashtag Nick Foley's a dumbass. Good training. Like guys. she cares on Snoop's legacy more than she does Dagum Eddie Guerrero's. After that was one of the best, if not. <laughs> I don't even know if I can get through this, but the Brock Lesnar Paul Heyman promo. I can just see Vince's face back there. I just want to thank the Minneapolis crowd uh-huh. for making that segment so much better than what it was. But if you didn't see it, I'll set the scene for you guys. So essentially, Paul Heyman was supposed to go out there and announce the Goldberg uh, Brock Lesnar match officially for Hell in a Cell, but it also designed to bro- uh, paint Brock Lesnar as a heel. Okay. Goldberg sucks. And then the crowd started chanting Goldberg sucks in Suplex City. Okay. It just it just blows my mind how you're gonna take someone who's so over just in general in their hometown and put them in their hometown and try to cut a heel promo on them. Now I understand why Vince was so pissed off because he's like, I just paid Brock Lesnar all this money to come make an appearance. He only <laughs> the guy only has two appearances left till WrestleMania. I just wasted one, and I, and I only had him out there for five minutes. So essentially, what happened was uh, Vince saw in the back saw that this was not going to work. That, that this was not going to paint Brock Lesnar as a heel, especially on his own in his hometown. So he hit Brock Lesnar music. You can see Paul Heyman's face. He flips the microphone. Paul Heyman's kind of pissed because that, that's his wheelhouse. He's supposed to be able to work a crowd. I don't know whether he was pissed off at the crowd or if, or at Vince. Probably a little bit of both, honestly. I probably pissed at Vince because you kind of gave him a no-win situation. Yeah. Though I did love Paul Heyman on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you saw it. ESPN had posted a link saying Paul Heyman's art of the promo. And Paul Heyman was like, well, if they would have seen what I did last night, they would have pulled this article already. Yeah, I, I was I like, Paul it. Heyman is it. amazing. Because he just doesn't care. He really doesn't. Also, I'm not so certain. that I think Paul Heyman's contract is up. He's just doing appearances because he like, paid by the appearance yeah. thing now. Because his contract is over with WWE. So, I'm, I'm sure they were both fine. I'm sure they were kind of... I mean, I know Brock Lesnar doesn't care, and Paul Heyman probably doesn't care either. I was I was watching that part, and um, I would just think, man, Brock makes easy money. 
just he just there. stands there. Yeah. Just stands there. Doesn't say a damn thing. Just stands there and gets paid hundreds of thousand dollars to stand around. So uh, after that was the, the the triple threat, which turned into a handicap match. Uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Chris Jericho turned into a two-on-one handicap match. Seth Rollins goes over both, which is it's standard booking. Uh, your face always goes over and go home show. Um, sets up your 50-50 booking for Hell in a Cell. So, in, all it, in all, I'm going to say this. P- people did not like this show. I did not think it was that bad. Uh, it had some weird booking, but it entertained me throughout, mostly because of how bad the booking was. I, I was having a great time. Um, but but we'll, we'll do our comparison after you do your SmackDown. So, Heath, you want to start your SmackDown review? This week's SmackDown, boy... Was it a hoot for a good two hours? There was some, there was some strange stuff happening in uh, up there in Green Bay last night. Yeah. <clears throat> Starts off with a everyone's favorite Bray Wyatt. You think you're so damn tough? Well, guess what? You're getting to face the Big Red Demon Kane, and he's gonna from... wreck you from Knoxville, Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> and it was I, I did put I did put a prop bet out there for anybody if you're gambling at home. Gambling's illegal, by the way. You should not be sports betting on pro wrestling. And uh, it was give or, give or take five to seven minutes for either Luke Harper or Randy Orton to get involved. Luke Harper showed up at about five. Um, it was just weird. It was really, and then Randy's music hits, and you know he, he gets down in the ring, and everyone's like, "Oh, Randy and Randy and Kane about to wreck Bray and Luke Harper." And then Randy hits Kane with an RKO. And I, I read the rumors on this, and rumor is that. They're going to turn Randy Orton heel, but not make him join the Wyatt family. I think there's a lot easier ways to get get to that end, if that's really what you want to do. There's more on that later in this recap. All right, cool. Because he didn't really say anything. He just kind of left. And Bray got the win, so props to Bray. He gets him the win. Next came probably the moment of the night, in my opinion. It was Becky, it was Becky return, and Alexa, Alexa cutting a promo with her. Dear God... Alexa Bliss absolutely scalped Becky Lynch on the mic last night. It was unfair. Alexa's been great. I mean, she's... I, I honestly think she's been the best women's star in the past month and a half. Because Becky's been out with an undisclosed injury. And Alexa's... Have you seen the, the rumor behind that? No. I don't know. It's uh, it's from uh, TWFS on YouTube. And they have a lot of followers. Uh, a lot of subscribers. The rumor is she got an abortion... I don't know. It's just something That's, to think about. And I, I searched it up, and they're the only ones saying this. But I, I, just, I know that they ha- they do have an end. And, I mean, that wouldn't really matter or anything. It's just it would make sense because they said it's a non-wrestling injury. I don't know. It, it's um, it's strange because typically whenever someone gets hurt or they're out for a month, we typically know why. At yeah. least some insider has it. Yeah. I feel like if, if it's nothing that Meltzer hasn't reported or any of the other big insiders reported, that it's probably something that is not – Exactly. It's not something they want out there because especially for a baby face. So it I I can give some I might be some black to that rumor. I don't want to address it because that's not that is something that's yeah, very yeah, touchy it's, subject. It's, it's completely a rumor. Uh I don't know. I, I just saw it I saw it saw it floating around on Twitter and I searched it up. But uh but I, I do agree with that because typically in, in the company, when when you get injured, they they turn into a work. Well whether that's your injury or not. Whether you're you can injure your back, but then they'll have, but then they would have uh, Alexa come and injure your foot, and you'd be out for a month. But because they didn't do that, I don't know. It's it's definitely very weird. Yeah, but I mean, Alexa, like Becky, I don't know what was up with her speaking last night. Like, 
Becky really reminds me of Dean, Dean Ambrose on the mic. It's just because suddenly it'd be like, yeah, Alexa, I'm going to bait you down really badly. And then it's just like, what are you doing? Because Dean does the same thing. We'd be like, yeah, brother, I'm going to come in and I'm going to beat you down because that's what Dean Ambrose does. And it's like, man, why your voice doesn't have to change that much in a promo. I don't get it. I can understand with Dean because he's supposed to be the lunatic fringe, but Becky, you're just a face. You don't need to be talking like that. Though, the best part was Alexa Bliss calling her yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's an old term. I was surprised Alexa Bliss used it. But when she, when her and Becky got into a little fight and she got the uh, paint and she spray painted a yellow stripe on her back, I thought that was the most hilarious thing. It, it really made Alexa look like a uh, really badass heel. Which she already is to begin with because she does it by herself. And it, it just worked perfectly. Yeah. And I really think if WWE smart, you strike while the iron's hot and Alexa goes over in two weeks. She's going to go over because, she needs to because the HHWAS theory of hometown baby faces uh, losing. She she really needs to. It's just she's been great. And plus, if she loses, Becky can come Becky can have a rematch at Survivor Series. And if she loses that, you put Naomi in there. Because once again, Becky, Becky's over. She will not lose any of her or little fire. She yeah. loses to Alexa Bliss. Man, because everyone's acknowledging Alexa has been absolutely murdering it lately. She's yeah. been on an absolute tear of the women's division. Uh, next came the bathroom break match of the night, which was Mojo, Mojo, Raleigh, and Zack Ryder versus The Ascension for a spot on the tag team, uh, five-person tag team at Survivor Series. Which I'm just I'm not understanding why they're so, doing. So is Ascension not going to get a spot now? I, I'm, the other I'm guessing. Guys? I'm just trying to understand like who do you have? I think Usos, American Alpha that was Slater and then was Ford. Um, Mojo and Rod, Mojo and Zack Ryder one so that's that's four with Usos, American Alpha, Slater and Rhino. I guess Bob Villains your fifth. Either them. Brizengo's missing for some reason. Yeah. No one knows where. Brizango is. It, it just didn't make any sense. I personally think the Ascension are they're not going to use them. Send them back to NXT. Like they they were good in NXT. I liked them there. It's just they're being. I don't they're think being, that can work. I, I think I think once you've been promoted to the main roster, I mean the only one that's really worked out for to be promoted, and demoted, and come back is Emma. Honestly, because because let's think about the people that did that. Eva did it. Didn't work. Emma did it. It was okay. I, I think if if they really don't think the Ascension's going anywhere, just release them overall. True. I think something about the NXT would be a mistake. Now back to the old uh, Randy Orton heel turn. We go backstage and old Randall's doing an interview backstage. He just stares at the camera for He's thirty staring. seconds. He's staring. I'm like, Randy, talk. There's a mic in front of you. Talk, please. You're you're killing me here. He's like, all he says is, "Well, if you can't beat him." Join them. It's like, but Randy, <laughs> when have they actually beaten you? <laughs> That's my thing. Like all your matches, there's been a DQ or Kane gets involved. Like there's been no losses here, really. Like you haven't really lost fair and square. Every two years, Randy goes on like the psychological. Uh, Randy goes on a spiritual journey. Spiritual journey. He goes on a spiritual journey every couple like, years. I just, I just can't do this anymore. I'm just like, come on, Randall. I, I, I'm person. I'm calling him Randall for now on. I just love the Randall. It, line. It's like with Raw renaming Charlotte to Charlotte Flair. <laughs> just rename Randy to Randall. Randall Orton. No, just Randall. Randall out of nowhere. <laughs> What's Randall doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it just. Did. I mean, I think it's cool if he joins Wyatt because, like, you know, before once Bray Wyatt actually you know used his 
supernatural powers to get like an actual decent superstar to set in his little family. Um, now that came probably for me the most controversial part of the night. Um, Natty versus Becky. I mean, Natty versus Nikki Bella for the women's team captain at SmackDown at the Survivor Series. Apparently, Daniel Bryan said the loser is not going to be on the team. Which yeah, that was dumb. which in my opinion, I was like, okay. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. Let's have both like two of your best women's wrestlers in his in history. Um, one of them's not going to be on your team because whatever, whatever, the, whatever the rules are for it. I don't know. I'm just sitting there trying to think. Well, if you lose, if you lose Natty, and you, I'm, I'm assuming Becky and Alexa have a rematch, you lose Natty. That's three gone. Name me your five other women. You got Nikki, you got Carmella, Naomi, Naomi, Alexa and Becky. No, Alexa and Becky are probably out of women's title match. No, Eva, I think that's why. I think, I think be, that's why they're doing it in Glasgow. It's because all five of them are going to be on the Survivor Series team. And my thing is, it, it's, I don't know how many title matches are going to be on Survivor Series. My most, my, my biggest issue with this is. You're going to Toronto. The Hearts are the most over people in WWE history in Canada. And you're going to take the one heart you have still in the company and you're not even going to let her compete. If I was if I was if I was Natty, I'd interfere and I'd call Team SmackDown. I would interfere. Or at least like cuz I mean we, we all know that Carmella's going to not listen to Nikki at all. Honestly, like you can't convince, you can't tell me. If, if you I can was, not tell if, me that Nikki's gonna willingly pick Carmella to be on the if team. If I was fancy booking this, I would say that Nikki leaves Carmella off. Carmella attacks Nikki, and Natty goes in the Nikki spot. That that would be how I would book it. Even though I I, I I love Nikki, I would love to see her at Survivor Series. She definitely deserves it. So I just think it was just weird all around to have two two of your two of your best and definitely most over because yeah, people hate Nikki, but she has a hell of a lot of fans. Uh-huh. Two of your most over female uh, superstars, and only one gets to go. Which I, I think what's going to happen is kind of like you said. I think um, leading up to Survivor Series, Nikki's just going to piss off Carmella off so much, and that that day the day before, Mella's going to attack her backstage, knock Nikki out of Survivor Series, and then boom, in comes Natty to be your fifth woman. Huge pop from the crowd. There you go. Everyone yeah. wins. It's just disappointing for Nikki overall because I, I want to see Nikki at the Spider Series. I want to see Nikki, but if it helps out Natty, because I mean, Natty's kind of like the only one who's kind of out there by herself right now. She's up in pastures besides Eva, who no one knows what Eva's doing because she's filming Moving Nicholas Cage still. I've been kind of wanting to talk about this too. Mm-hmm. I just thought about it. Nikki is really taking over a a veteran role. Like she's put she she's putting Carmelo. Yes. She uh, she isn't chasing the title. Exactly. That's very good. She's not chasing the title. Um. But I mean, I don't think you could put her in there anyway. I mean, Alexa's been absolutely destroying. Like, if Alexa, you're not your next champion, I think you fail as a, as a women's roster if she's not your next champion. I can see it. I want to ask you one more question though. Uh, back to Nikki. Is Nikki a Hall of Famer? Yes, I think she is too. I don't. I, she carried your division from what 2009 to 20, 2013. I mean, well, her you, and AJ Lee maybe. When you look at when you look at where Nikki started to where Nikki is, yeah. it's a massive change. Yeah, she's made it. She also made got WWE over outside with Total Bellas and Total Divas, which is good. I mean, she's expanded. She expanded. Which, I mean, why, if you're gonna get mad at her, people for, get mad about that. I don't how understand. dare you expand your own brand? Like, how dare you? Excuse me, WWE brand. She expanded her brand. It's like I don't see you get mad at Rock. I don't see you get mad at Cena. No. Don't see you get mad at Austin for doing all this stuff. Yeah. They expanded. It's like your ring, your in ring stuff's gonna eventually go out. Like you're gonna be able to do it forever. Yeah. Or do you want like the Undertaker's having a surgery every year and walking around on crutches? And there are definitely people that, that 
were not fans of WWE that watched Total Divas and are now exposed more to the brand itself. Like, yes. why would you not? I don't understand why why wrestling fans want wrestling to be so exclusive. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I guess that, that's a topic for look, another look day. At, but like, if you look at your heights of wrestling. It, like when it was most widespread, it was during like the time when they were including the outside yeah. stuff. Like yeah. look at your like at your WCW Monday Night War stuff. They they expanded outside of the wrestling brand. It was a cut pop culture thing what they yeah. were doing. So that's kind of what you want to make money off of. After that was the Dolph was a kind of a Dolph Miz promo. Miz comes out, cuts a mean promo on Dolph. Dolph comes in, then Slater and Rhino come in. Then Dolph, the genius Dolph is, challenges Miz to a title fight right there in the ring right now. Miz is wearing a suit. Like, obviously, he's not going to take the fight right now wearing a suit. Come on, Dolph. Hey, you're, he, he you're could smarter. be Cesaro. You're smarter than that. No, he's not. Miz is a very snazzy dresser, okay? Miz is better than Cesaro. Nobody can outdress anybody. In Miz the, is in better the, than Cesaro. I, I agree. Miz might be the. Miz is my number two superstar of the year right now. You know, we already mentioned this. Give me your top five. One, AJ. Yes. Two, Miz. Yes. Three, Roman. I know people yes. hate that. I know people are, I agree with four, that. Four, Charlotte. Five Jericho. That's my top five for right God, now. yeah, that'd be mine too. I just I wanted to argue with three, you. three and four is Charlotte. I thought you're gonna. Philly. I thought you're gonna leave Charlotte out. Now, no, I, I don't know. Three, if I, three and four. I, have I don't know if I'd go in that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go in that order. I'd, I'd I'd probably say AJ one, Charlotte two, then Miz, then Roman, then either probably probably Jericho. It, it's just they've been. They or well, Kevin Owens. You can definitely argue Kevin Owens as well. I just think those five have been above them. Head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, nobody really burnt. Maybe Ziggler comes in a little bit. Like maybe six could maybe toss in there around KO at six and seven. But so that, I think that's it. Yeah, but definitely my, my my one and two would definitely be AJ Styles and Charlotte. And with that, I mean one's a goat and one's AJ Styles. <laughs> then uh, there was a that promo became a Slater and Rhino versus Spirit Squad tag title match, which Miz and Dolph were on commentary in. This was like the only point of the night I actually unmuted my commentary. Well, I kind of I had it low because I mean JBL was just amazing. He said the he said at one point during the show the hearts have never been over in Canada. I was like, what? The hearts? You mean the most Canadian of Canadians of all time were never over one time in Canada? I was like, let me go let me go rewatch the Montreal Screwjob and let me just double check on these facts a little bit. But yeah, th- this promo by Miz, it, Miz and Ziggler were going off each other the entire commentary. Didn't even care about the match, and it was just it was best. I don't remember the damn thing about the match. Yeah. I can't tell you any moves that were done in the match. Yeah, all I know is that Rhino and Slater won. Yeah, and then Miz and Zigg- Ziggler were getting a fight. Um, next was finally it took, it took. I thought they were going to do it. I thought for a minute they were not going to show the WWE 2K17 downtown promo, which is like a fair part of the night. They showed that. Um, then there was the Dean versus AJ's match. Pretty good match. Dean showed off some kind of new moves. He was doing some different submissions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I felt that the entire match, they kept paying the camera to Ellsworth too much for him not to be somewhere involved in the finish. And, of course, like, AJ kept beating him up and beating him up and hitting him and hitting him. You know, if, if I'm Dave Meltzer, every time Dean Ambrose is a lunatic lariat, I'm taking a star away. If, I, if I'm... if so I'm the match with three stars in because he did it twice. Yeah. Three stars to start. That's, that's, that's the worst move in the company. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's close. Yeah, then... Uh, I thought at the end, finally AJ came out and hit Ellsworth again, and then AJ got drop kicked by Dean. Dean was kind of laying in the ring, and then Ellsworth finally he started he started pumping up, he started hulking up out there, and just super kicks AJ with the ref staring at him. It was like, well, damn, he just caused Dean the title shot, and Dean was looking in the ring, 
Ellsworth sold sold his mistake. He was crying. Yeah, the tears, he did the same same thing. I'm talking smack. The tears, the tears were amazing. He is a great promo guy. I don't understand it, but he's great. Um, I thought it was fair because Dean's been screwing AJ out the past two weeks, so it's funny he gets a little bit of payback by the guy he's been helping get over. Uh, also, after SmackDown went off, there was a dark match: Miz versus Ziggler for the tag top for the for the Intercontinental Championship. From what everybody said, I mean, Xavier won, but it was like a pay-per-view quality match. They did that damn good of a match for, for free. That's a dark match. That's what happened on SmackDown. So, now we're doing our comparison. Heath, well, what's a better show this week, Raw or SmackDown? I thought SmackDown was better. So, for the fourth week in a row, SmackDown. I just... SmackDown is undefeated this, on the Heath and Hunter Work and Shoot podcast. This is, this is my thing. I, I'm not basing this off of me this week. I was looking at people on Twitter. On the our, people, our poll. Our poll. Yeah. And Twitter, uh, Twitter people, all night when I'm looking on the Twitter for SmackDown Live, everyone's like, more's happening in 10 minutes of SmackDown Live than happened in three hours of Raw last night. Yeah. That's not something you can have being said. Not like, like one person, multiple people, hundreds of people are saying this. It just doesn't work. See, I would say uh, for, for mine, from a, a pure entertainment value, I could definitely find an argument for Raw. I'm trying to find an argument for Raw since, I mean, Raw's kind of my show in this in this podcast. I just can't. I'd probably say SmackDown's a better show, but I do think Raw did have the best segment with the, the list of Jericho. Uh, the list is probably the, the list is the most over thing. I, I think it did have the best segment. I, I think Raw was a lot better this week than it's been in, in weeks past. And uh, yeah, here's how I say this: Raw each week I think has consistently had the best segment, individual segment. Yeah, not yeah. the best show. Yeah, exactly. SmackDown's a complete show. Every every match feels like it has purpose. Everything kind of relates to the stories. Like there's nothing on SmackDown that, that just kind of doesn't fit. Exactly. You know? All right, well, we're going to move on to uh, Main Event Mail, the segment where we got our fans involved. Be sure to keep asking us questions on Twitter at uh, uh, HHWorkAshoot. And we got two questions. Actually, we have three. I had, I had some, I don't know if you had the same ones as me. I forgot I took screenshots of these. Okay. There were a couple asked last night. Well, the first question we were asked, this was from Caesar K. And he says, what's your take on Randy's actions from SmackDown Live? Uh, I'll start off with this one. And, of course, we uh, we each get a minute to answer. <laughs> to me, uh, I don't think Randy Orton should join the Wyatt family. I think that would be kind of a weird pairing. It worked with Daniel Bryan, but it didn't work. And Daniel Bryan's one of the most over people in the, in the company. So I don't think putting Randy at this stage in his career would be a, uh, a good idea there. I think turning him heel was fine, but I do not think putting him in the Wyatt family is a good idea. Especially if you're trying to build uh, Bray up, which I know they're not going to because it's Bray Wyatt and they hate Bray Wyatt. But if you ever want, want Bray Wyatt to, to be seen as a, a true contender or a, uh, a top of top of the line guy, you cannot pair him with Randy Orton because that's going to take the, the spotlight away from him. Go Heath. Um, I thought it gave, it made me it made me interested in the storyline. Like for the first time this entire like feud, I've actually got people just like I don't know where they're going to go with this. I really don't. I think mainly I think Randy's going to join and then turn his back on him. Um, Randy gets to play a heel, which he's best at in his career. It it just doesn't make any sense, really. It it really doesn't. But it it does pique my interest in the, in the storyline. That that's about it. That's mainly all I can see from it. Is I have interest in a storyline. Uh, all right. Well, then the next question we got uh, was from Miles on Twitter, and he asked, "If not Dean, who steps up as number one contender?" Go, Heath. Um, right now, I don't. I think Dean will get the number one contender. I think Dean will give him a rematch. This time, nobody at ringside. Dean will win this one. Get a match at Survivor Series for the title. I think he'll lose that one, and I think the next person probably to step up and challenge for the belt will be the loser of the probably Miz. I think Miz will be the next one to challenge for the belt. Like a little mini feud to get him over to Rumble, build somebody else up. 
That, that's about as far as I see it going. I'm going to disagree with you there. Uh, I still think Dean Ambrose is going to take this hiatus. That's been rumored. I just think that they didn't see it at the right time. I don't think he'll be at Survivor Series. So I think the next person uh, to be number one contender on SmackDown will be Randy Orton, heel. And to try to push AJ back as a face. Well, I think you'd easily flip AJ facing not even one. So uh, I think that makes a lot more sense because of how Randy Orton is being booked. And it gives them both something to do. So I think Randy Orton. You got, uh, I got one, one last question from, from my side. And they just asked, all they said was the cruiserweights. See, I didn't even mention the cruiserweights in my, uh, my Raw recap because they're that forgettable. Although I do love me some rich homie Swan, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. should be cruiserweight champion because I'm sorry, internet, TJ Perkins sucks. Brian Kendrick sucks. I hate them both. Rich homie, rich homie Swan for life. All, everyone else can just get out. Also, not only Rich Homie Swan for life, that's only if you're going to have your Cruiserweight Championship. I'm still team. Just get rid of it. I hate it. What do you think, Heath? Um, I read an interesting article about that this morning um, about a cage side seats. They were talking about how the Cruiserweights, like, when it was in the 90s when they were with WCW, it was interesting because, like, you didn't see anybody else doing these moves, these backflips, yeah. these top rope suplexes, these dives out of the ring. But now you see it like every week. Yeah. You see Roman and Dean and all the AJ new Styles. Styles. AJ. AJ's more kind of like that cruiserweight kind of like look to yeah. him. But you see these big guys doing these impressive moves. It's like, it's not as cool when you see the cruiserweight does it. And plus, they kind of limit them as it is. Exactly. They're not building anybody else's characters. They just literally took two random guys and said, here you go, here's a few, we know nothing about you. Like, they each week they're talking about Brian and TJ having a history with each other. I wouldn't know that because I didn't watch the cruiserweight classic. Like, if you not ever watch that, I mean, WDB. Not many watched people it. did. It was great. I mean, I watched some of the matches in replay, but like, if a standard average fan, they didn't watch it. No. So they don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. It's just build, maybe, I think, saying scrap both the champion and the challenger now and go some new people that might help it. That, that's or just put it on NXT. Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, free rich homie swan. You got a final question? Yes, this is from uh, at. Jabroni Drive sixteen on Twitter. He asked, "What do you what do you think the teams will be for the women's uh, women five on five Survivor Series match?" Okay, so uh, on SmackDown, I got Carmella, I got Natty, I got uh, Naomi, I got Alexa, and I got Becky. For Raw, I got Charlotte, I got Sasha, I got Bailey, Dana Brooke, and probably Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Because I don't think there, I don't think there's going to be very many title matches at Survivor Series. I don't think there can be, especially when you have three five-on-five matches. Thanks for that booking, WWE. What do you think? Um, I think that we will see Nat for SmackDown. I think we'll have Natty. We'll have Carmella. We will have Naomi. We will have uh, Nikki. And then I think Oscar will come in as a fit. I think there, this uh, few with Becky and Alexa will have a match at Survivor Series just because they missed out at No Mercy. I think Oscar's going to debut at Survivor Series for either one of the teams because I feel like she's going to drop the title for NXT to Mickey James at Takeover. No, Mickey Mickey James is a one off. I don't think it's a one off, but no. that's just me personally. And then for Raw, Bailey, Dana, uh, Foxy, Charlotte. Not not Foxy, putting Nia in there, Charlotte and Sasha. Yeah. And I'm I'm just gonna I don't wanna watch that match. I really don't. So I know, SmackDown deserves to win that match, but it's oh, Raw. Raw's women are going over. Yeah. Nia Jax is gonna win I the think entire Raw might go over on all three front. 
I, they're probably gonna give them probably probably independent mims. Uh, no, yeah, probably mims singles. But I think raw. I think people, a lot of people are gonna be shocked by some of this booking. But that that's for our Survivor Series show. We're moving on to the pay per view this Sunday. Hell in a Cell. Uh, Woo! We're, gonna, we're just gonna preview raw pay per view. We're gonna preview it, and then we're gonna give you our predictions. And whoever loses this week, we're gonna figure out something for the other person to do, kind of if, as a forfeit. So uh, that'll be decided later on, probably on Twitter. We'll let you guys know. So, Heath? Uh, first match is, I think, I guess the pre-show match. It's Cedric Alexander, Lynn Serato, and Sin Cara versus Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, and Ari Devar. Oh, so I don't care about it. Essentially, yeah, because it's okay. Cruiserweight. It's I know you don't care about Cruiserweight. Um, I think uh, Alexander, Dorado, and Carr are going to go over. They're going to beat... Nice, Gulak, and Davari. Also, I do want to mention this. Heath, uh, me, me and Heath, we did not show our predictions prior. So if a lot of these are the same, that's just how we feel. Sorry. Um, I, I just can't bring myself to purposely argue facts when yeah. like, I can't argue against someone. Well, I, well, I believe we're not going to be fake with you guys. I, we, we were asked for feedback on Twitter, and some people said that we need to be more argumentative, but that, that's just not how we are. It's like I can't, argue, I can't be sitting here and have – like Alexa be one of my favorite people and Hunter also likes Alexa in her, in her work and be like oh I love her I hate her you can't do that yeah yeah exactly that's why we're not we're not gonna be Skip Bayless to Stephen A. Smith for you guys we're gonna be real but once again I, I do mention when we do our fantasy bookings we don't we don't uh, talk about the prior so everything that I say that's the first time he's hearing it and vice versa so yeah I, I, I also think that Cedric Alexander uh, Lynn Serrata, whoever, whoever the hell that is, and Sin Cara is going to go over just because uh, the other three guys I know are going to win. Because <laughs> it's three heels. <laughs> I know they're not going to win. So, so sorry. Yeah. Well, right, you don't think Davari's going to win? <laughs> next match. I, I want just to be, I mean, Davari's involved. I, I, I want a Pujabi prison match with Davari in there. As, as, as soon as I heard. Drew Gulak, I was like, that team's not going to win. <laughs> All right, we can move on. <laughs> um, we'll, start with the, we'll start with the low card, and they'll work our way up. All right. Uh, Bailey versus Dana Brooke. <laughs> Bailey, I think I think Bailey's going to win here um, just because Dana's kind of got over the past two weeks, so Bailey has to get the win here. Yeah, fit. 50-50 booking. 50-50 booking. Bailey's going to go over. Bailey's not going to lose a match until she faces Sasha. Let's face it. Unless they put her in a, in a Nia Jax. Wherever, wherever Nia Jax has been feud, then, then I can maybe see Bailey losing to re, uh, build her back up as this, a, uh, as an underdog. But until then, that's not, until then she's not losing. Mm-hmm. So next match. Um, next match is Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Okay. Go. Give me the club. I, really? I, 50-50 booking. That's the way we run this ship is 50-50 booking. Enzo beat Carl Anderson. Cass beat Gallows. Therefore, Gallows and Anderson will beat Cass and Enzo. It's it just how it works. It's how the system works. I cannot believe this. I picked Gallows and Anderson as well. <laughs> because 50-50 booking always prevails in the end. That, it, it's just how it goes. That's it's, another... It, if, there, if there's a, a hashtag that Heath the Hunter work a shoot on Twitter, there's two of them. There's Mick Foley's a dumbass, which I almost got trending by myself on Monday night, and there's hashtag 50-50 booking. 50-50 booking's a, a favorite of mine as well. I think there, there, are, there are three things I have to live by when it comes to professional wrestling. One, never get on a list. Yeah. 
Two, babe faces never win hometowns, yeah. and three, 50, 50 booking wins out. It, it always prevails. <laughs> it's tried to fool me a couple times. It really has. But it they, always prevails in the end. I, like, we, we did our, our, our personal like, predictions that uh, me, Hunter, and his wife will do during watching last pay-per-view. We all picked Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, and I last minute saw that that uh, Corbin had lost. No, we all picked we all picked Swagger with Corbin. Swagger won the match. No, no. you picked Corbin. I picked Swagger, oh, yeah. and then I saw Swagger yes, lost. Yes. No, Swagger went over. Yes, Swagger. Like, oh, can I please switch my because fifty no. fifty booking. Yeah, you picked you saw Swagger went over on SmackDown, yeah. and I picked I switched to Baron Corbin because fifty fifty booking, and I won. So that helped me win that with this last uh, pay per views prediction. All right, what's the next match? That's one of your favorites, so I'm gonna get right to it. Can you guess which one it is? Please tell me it's the Cruiserweight Championship. It's the Cruiserweight Championship. TJ oh, Perkins and Brian Kendrick. I cannot tell you how excited I am. <laughs> how many days I've been you looking can't forward to this match. I've been looking forward to it just so we can end this whole TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick. You let that part out on Raw this week where Brian was like, please, TJ. <laughs> Let me win. <laughs> he said, "Let me win." I'm like, I can completely believe TJ will let him win. I thought I left it out on purpose. I'm gonna lie. My, my theory is that if I don't talk about it on the podcast, it's, it's not gonna happen next week. So I'm like, if I just ignore cruiserweights, it's like they didn't exist in the first place. So who, um, who do you have going over? I have TJ Perkins going over. <laughs> See, I really had to put, put a point in my mind for this. No matter who wins, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. So I hate both of them. So, so I'm they're going, both heels to me. <laughs> I'm going Brian Kendrick, and I think he's gonna win with that stupid fisherman's hook submission he, that he just has to have for some reason. I so, need, um, I need this. Okay, I have a family to feed. You work for WWE. Yeah. He, uh, Total Divas has otherwise, Brian. Kendrick. Yeah, like, you own a wrestling school. And uh, okay, <laughs> go on to the next match. Um. New Day versus the newly formed tag team that I'm going to call Cezamus. <laughs> okay. Cezamus is going to win because fifth, this is I'm going against the 50-50 booking here. I know Cezamus beat the New Day on Raw, but I'm going to... Oh, they lost it. They're going to lose this week. They... I am the Raw expert. Sheamus and Zara went over. Okay, so therefore, they will win this Sunday. I just think it give it's because they just need something to do. Like you, Cesaro and Samus will win, and you, then you, here, here's, here's. I can tell you why you're wrong. You want me to tell you why you're wrong? You're right. You're right. Don't you say fifty-fifty booking to me, sir? There, there's two. There's actually two reasons why you're wrong. One's hashtag fifty-fifty booking get it turned on Twitter, and the other you're acting like the company cares about Cesaro. <laughs> Both of those are a, very. Those I am a proud member of the Cesaro section and a Fala Fala, <laughs> whatever the hell Seamus says. I still don't know what he's Bella, saying. Fala Fala. It's, it's been like a year, and I still don't know what he's talking about. Um, so, so you you, you got Seamus and Cesaro? Yeah, Seamus and Cesaro. I got the new day because fifty-fifty booking, and they're not going to lose until they're the long-reigning tag team champion of all time. Cezamus is going to win and it will be glorious for the world. Uh, next up is I'm never done the last three matches. It's the uh, triple main event of the evening. Well, well, one of our followers on Twitter, he's never going to listen to this, but I just want him to know. At Reynolds Rain on Twitter, he's not very much of a wrestling fan, but even he knows if you have triple main event, you really don't have a main event at all. So I, I just want Vince to know that. That someone that's never watched a minute of wrestling in his life knows more than he does about his own damn company. True. 
Um, we'll start with the lowest, and we'll go. We'll start with how I feel it's gonna go, like in the order of one, two, three, and right. the last one I think will be the actual main event. Number one, the first match I think will be the, I think it'll be kind of the opening maybe. Roman Reigns versus Rusev with Lana. Um, I have Roman. Roman, I have Roman in a dominating fashion. Just because I, I feel like it would be double heel. T- it would be a double turn here. I think they're gonna try to work That'd it. That'd be cool. Just make Roman just beat the hell out of him to the point where it's like it's ridiculous. Have like Lana like begging and pleading with Roman to not beat up Rusev. Just have Roman be that massive dick that we know he can be perfect at. And I think that I, there may be people trying to figure out how to fix Roman Reigns. I think a heel turn, then turn him back to babyface will be the best thing. Like have him heel turn, and then maybe next year somewhere down the line, heel reunion. That boom, babyface. So you're taking you're taking Roman Reigns. Give me Roman. As Lee Corso says, not so fast. Don't don't you tell me you're gonna take someone over Roman in hell in a cell. I'm taking Rusev, and let me tell you why. You're, you're gonna lose. I think they want to get the mid card title off Roman, and I think they want to put him back in the main event because. After this KO Jericho feud and Jericho goes back, goes back with Fozzie, KO's got to have some someone to lose it to. It's not going to be Seth because Seth's going over it. Exactly, yeah. and and they they still view Roman as a as as their top baby face. So who better to lose the the top? Uh, who better to lose? They they're they're one of their top heels, Kevin Owens. Who better to lose than to Roman Reigns? So, and to do that, you got to get the title off him somehow. I think it's a perfect opportunity to establish Rusev as. Once again, this is a dominant U.S. champion, and uh, I think people will like it. So. Number two, Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell main event number two of the evening, which will be the second hour. I have Kevin Owens winning thanks to interference from the one, the only. Time to press start because you're playing the game, Triple H. He's gonna he's gonna find some way to get into that cage and he's gonna call Seth Rollins. Then therefore pushing their feud up to rumble like everyone's or Survivor Series and Rumble, whichever one they're going with, whatever's planned. I just don't see any way for Seth to win this match. No chance. I agree. Uh, Seth Rollins, I'm more confident in this pick than I am in any other pick. Kevin he, Owens is going over. Here's how confident I am in this pick. There's a better chance of Seth Rollins winning this. There's a better chance of the cruiserweights getting over than Seth Rollins winning this match. Say that again. I said, there is a better chance that the cruiserweight champion will go over with the crowd than Seth Rollins winning the championship. I don't know what you're talking about. What what is that? I never heard of that championship. Is that one of them? Is that one of them TNA titles? Yeah. <laughs> can we discuss TNA after we finish the prediction show? We can. Okay. Kevin Owens is going to go over. There's zero chance Seth Rollins wins. I don't know if Triple H is going to come in. I'd probably say. Uh, maybe Chris Jericho comes in and does some shenanigans. Kevin Owens won't go over cleanly, but no chance. He'll definitely go out as champion in our final match. In the main event of the evening, wait, what? number three. There, there's a main event. Number three main event. I thought yeah. triple. Okay, main just making sure. Event. Just making sure. So w- w- the three out of third main event. Yes, okay. this is the closing main event. Okay, yeah. This main event is scheduled for three rounds. <laughs> Each twenty minutes in time. How main? How main of a main event is this? The mainest. No, it's not. It's not the mainest. Otherwise, it'd be the main event. Nah. This is Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. I hate that name. Did you Did you know that Sasha Banks is indeed the boss? And did you know that she indeed is a woman that wrestles? 
I did. I didn't know. That's that's basically her. She promos. told me that a couple of times. That's her promo. Just a few times. It's, it's really awful because she needs to be healed. Yep. And I have actually. This might be a bigger. This might be a bigger. I think there's there's a better chance Seth beats KO than there is Charlotte beating Sasha in this main event. I don't think Sasha drops the belt to Charlotte again because I mean Charlotte's like third run with the belt in the year, which is way too many for WWE to do. Um. Yeah, I, I you mean, know Roman's a four-time WWE champion. Roman's three-time, three-time. Right? Yeah, Survivor Series lost. Sheamus lost. I mean, one back Sheamus lost at Rumble. One back at Mania. Yeah. Three-time champion. Yeah, that was one one calendar year. Actually, that was within five months. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you never know. You never know. You never know with this stuff. Um, yeah, I just I think so. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be probably match of the night. Pinning on TJ Perkins, Brian Kendrick. That might be match of the night. I might sneak in there. But <laughs> you can't even you can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> you know what's gonna be so sad is when Cedric Alexander, Lynn Dorado, and Sincara all lose to Tony Nese and Gulak and Eric Davari. Besides that, when our 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 great fans on Twitter and and beyond, there's gonna be those two or three huge cruiserweight division guys that are never gonna listen to us again. But. Oh, so you mean J.J. Perkins and Brian Kendrick. So you're taking <laughs> Sasha Banks. Give me Sasha. I'm taking Sasha Banks. Similarly to the one I said about Bailey, Sasha's not losing a title she'll be facing Bailey. Nope. And our final topic. TNA. Who is, is TNA? I is think, it getting deleted? I, I think it's finally time. Is he deleting? Or, well, it's, it's already decaying, so might as well go ahead and delete it while it we're at it. It is definitely obsolete as well. Because um, there's a thing here. They're being sued by the state of Tennessee, which, as a proud resident of the state of Tennessee, yeah. when Bill Haslam, our governor, wants his money, he going to get his money, okay? Oh, not at all. He going to get that money from TNA, which, guess what, guys? They don't have the money to pay him uh, because yeah. Dixie Carter is this week's worst person in the world because she literally no. took, a com- she took a company that was literally riding high, and she's like, you know what I should do? Let's take everything WCW did. Foley says hi. Let's take... Let's take WCW and what everything everything they did to ruin their company and put it in TNA. It'll work perfect. Let's bring all these fifty year olds in here. They'll be so over. It'd be great. And look at all the stars they have gone. AJ Styles is now the WWE World Champion. Jay Lethal was just Ring of Honor World Champion for like one of those badass Ring of Honor champions. Yeah. All this talent they let just walk. Bobby Roode left TNA to come. Young Bucks, uh, IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. They let them walk away. Yeah. Uh, it's just they didn't use talent. Um, I really better Billy Corgan because it looks like he got screwed in the buying process by Dixie. No surprise there. She also forced out the one guy who knew what he was doing with wrestling. It's like, hey, oh, we have one person on the CEO board right now who actually knows a damn thing about wrestling. Let's force him out because Kurt Angle is more important than Jeff Jarrett. Which, I mean, I, I can agree with, but just because Jeff was hitting it, hitting his ex-wife doesn't mean anything. Um, that, that's about Teenage going under. It's it's over. They should have slid by a walk. Try, are, you, are you upset Teenage going under? No, I think it should go under a while ago. They've just been scratching and dragging. Actually, no, I changed my, I changed that, I changed it. I am happy it's going over, it's going under now. But this last year has been has been one fun ride with this broken Matt Hardy, brother Nero, delete decay. All this has been so hilariously great that I'm be sad when it's gone. And I think that's a great end of this show. Uh, follow us on Twitter at h h shoot. Uh, we're going on YouTube, y'all. I know, I know y'all y'all been uh, begging for it, and we're going to get on YouTube. Um, I'm going to figure that out probably shortly after this.
True. Uh, he's Heath. I'm Hunter. We're signing off. See you next week. All right.